Hello and welcome back to the People of Hitachi podcast. Today we are joined by David Green. David, could you introduce yourself? Hi Emily, thanks for inviting me to, to speak here. So yes, I lead the uh, Sustainability Lab in the European R&D Centre in Hitachi. Within the uh, lab, we focus on a whole range of energy and environment topics uh, towards um, developing sus- more sustainable uh, products for Hitachi. And David, could you talk to us a bit about how you personally got involved with sustainability? I guess uh, at the start of my career, uh, 10 plus years ago, I was uh, working for Shell, uh, the oil company, and um, I always had a a strong interest in efficiency and uh, the environment. And so I kind of drove a number of projects in there, but then I ultimately joined a group within Shell that looked at how to make Shell into more of a renewables-based business. And uh, that was a very interesting time. And so we uh, worked with a number of startups to understand how an organization like Shell could become a renewables company. After that, I actually started working with uh, and in uh, a couple of startups uh, in the uh, low-carbon space. And yes, so a year ago, I joined Hitachi uh, in uh, ERD and then uh, very recently, about six months or so ago, we created the Sustainability Lab as we saw there was a growing need for this kind of area of research. David, could you just explain what the Sustainability Lab is? Yes, yeah, so the Sustainability Lab is a, a small team of uh, researchers and we uh, explore numerous topics uh, in the area of energy, environment, um, sustainable issues. We look to develop digital solutions, essentially, that can help um, ourselves or organizations essentially uh, become net zero. I think that leads us to quite a good place to talk about your project areas. So could you tell us a bit about those? Yes. One of the, the first areas that we talk about is around energy systems. So this is an area that we've worked on for quite a while. This is where we collaborate very closely uh, with the uh, Japanese headquarters and uh, the R&D group. We look at how we can develop uh, technologies that can increase the efficiency and availability and effectiveness of the overall energy grid. Because currently we've got many challenges in the energy grid with increasing renewables and an aging infrastructure and uh, limitations that mean that um, you know the two don't quite match. There's very much more of a, it's, it's the existing grids aren't particularly flexible. So we need to find uh, digital solutions really to help to control the existing grid, understand where we can upgrade it and how we can um, allow more more and more renewables to become part of that grid. So this can be in terms of um, whether we need more storage, future needs and demands of the grid, and how we can model uh, issues that might occur on the grid that would uh, potentially cause trouble. So for example, blackouts and so on, when uh, for example, the, uh, the wind stops blowing. So, David, is it complicated to make these changes in a sustainable way? 
Yes, it is. Um, because partly because there's a lot of different stakeholders that are involved in the system. And so they may have conflicting views or objectives, even though their overall objective is to optimize the grid performance. But it may also mean that one decision somewhere on the grid um, has quite a detrimental effect on another part of the grid. So a good example of this is where you might have electric vehicles charging on one part of the grid and um, and then a, a, another part of the grid which has a very high energy demand at the time. And if you're not able to balance the two out, so for example, where you can just uh, reduce the amount of charge going to the electric vehicles for a short period of time, then you might ultimately end up with an overload in that part of the system, which causes many, many problems that you don't want. So being able to have a system where you can sustainably think across everything that's going on and manage it effectively and intelligently, then uh, that's, that's kind of very beneficial. And that's where Hitachi's uh, working at the minute in trying to become what we describe as a, a digital orchestrator. With this, we're very much around overall or the full value chain of the energy system and thinking about all the different energy vectors that are going on within the uh, in the energy system. So, for example, you've got electricity, as we know, you've got gas, you've got increasing, uh, increasingly interest in hydrogen on the on the grid as well, and so on. And so, what we want to do is be able to uh, create that uh, orchestration layer above, whereby through our solutions we can digitally map how energy can and should be used and where you decide there's less of a demand or less of an importance in one part versus the other. Something else that you mentioned to me before was this idea of, of carbon accounting. Um, could you tell us what that is and how Hitachi are involved? Carbon accounting is a area that we see as really important to helping Hitachi as a whole, but then also our partners and customers to achieve net zero. What we do through carbon accounting is, first of all, which is, is kind of not new, is to understand the carbon footprint and to understand the upstream and downstream uh, carbon footprint of, say, a product uh, or a service or a business. And so you have kind of scope one, two, and three emissions. So scope one and two emissions, uh, mostly in the control of yourselves, but then scope three emissions are um, dependent on the use of your product. So it's quite challenging to understand the emissions from the use of your product. And, and typically for most organizations and products and so on, scope three emissions, which they are, are uh, really difficult to obtain. So what we're looking at is how we can monitor and measure um, these emissions and then bring them together into one platform so that it's much easier to, first of all, understand the true carbon footprint, because there's a lot of uncertainty uh, in, in in this area of uh, industry at the minute. But then also, once we've got that data and information, we can identify routes to achieve net zero. And is the carbon accounting connected to um, Hitachi's sustainable finance platform? Yes, it is. So we've in the past few years, we've developed uh, the sustainable finance platform. And this is a um, technology used to connect uh, sustainable projects. So, for example, 
solar farms or um, energy efficiency projects in factories and so on, and linking them up with sustainable or green funds and bonds through banks. And the important part of this technology is that um, we provide the the mechanism uh, for measuring the performance and the success factors of the projects as it progresses. Because um, uh, green bonds have very strict KPIs uh, against which they're lent, then you need to demonstrate that you're actually uh, achieving against these KPIs. So our platform allows for customers to be able to track and monitor their progress. Obviously, Hitachi ABB power grids have become a huge part of Hitachi's energy business. How are you working together with them at R&D? We've started to engage with uh, power grids right from the very start of the uh, of the joint venture. Um, we are exploring ways to uh, collaborate as much as possible because we see that there are many complementary project areas and complementary skills and technology areas. One example of a project that we've been doing recently is one around uh, exploring routes towards net zero for the UK uh, energy system. So we've had numerous people from R&D, NGBU, Power Grids and other parts of Hitachi's organization come together in workshops to explore what are the challenges in the uh, energy system and what those solutions could be that Hitachi could provide. So David, it's been so interesting to to hear about all of these different things that are going on at R&D. Uh, it's a very exciting time, um, definitely. So could you maybe finish on telling us a bit about your ambitions for the future? I think um, big ambitions really are around how we can create a much cleaner society in the future, um, how we can neatly find solutions and technologies to solve some of these big challenges that we've got today that we're facing. So we need to find ways to stop so many emissions, but it's just finding ways to engage with society uh, and consumers and so on to help them make that decision. One of the key areas why I really like working in Hitachi is because we take such a focus on, you know, how do we engage with society and uh, how do we drive that change accordingly? I think beyond that, my kind of longer term ambitions are around the the kind of climate repair um, because, you know, we've we've historically we've made such an impact on the planet. And so we need to find a way to reduce that impact and we know that through technology we can make a change um, but it's going to take a long time thank you so much david for joining the people of hitachi podcast it was so interesting to learn more about what's going on at hitachi r&d at the moment and hear your perspective on lots of these different topics so next week we will be joined by hitachi vantara to talk about the rainforest connection project in our final episode for the season 